1: Joining us now from uh, Menemet, he had uh, multiple myeloma, Bill Orenti, who, when you read the story, I mean, Bill, this is like a movie. You were a Quincy firefighter, 32 years, you've responded to numerous calls over those 32 years, but you're... Your story is amazing. Can you kind of uh, – the floor is yours, Fred.
2: <laughs> well, first off, to hear someone say what I'm about to say, being a can- having cancer and being the luckiest guy on the face of the earth, don't go together. But I'll tell you what it is for me. Um, it, it all happened when uh, one night when the valve of my heart got stuck in the open position, and, and I died. Um, literally, the valve – the heart – continued to beat, but the blood wasn't going anywhere, and I took two steps, and that was it. And you hit the deck. I hit the deck. I woke up uh, a few minutes later. um, I had a broken nose. I had a broken jar in two places because I face-planted on asphalt, but I hit the ground with such uh, a thump that it was like a precordial thump in my chest, and it, it closed the valve and brought me back to life. Um, I went into. They rushed me. Into the <laughs> Wait,
0: you know, I, mean, I don't. That is amazing. <laughs> I know. That oh is.
2: I've never heard anything like that ever. So
1: you that were. That truly is
2: amazing.
0: So
1: you were a goner, and yet right. when you hit, it ended up saving you.
2: Exactly. If oh, um,
1: that is. If wow. If
2: I had hit grass. If I had hit. There was still some snow on the ground. If I had hit the snow. I wouldn't be here talking with So
1: the right way now. you fell Incredible. actually jump-started your heart again, basically. Correct. Yep. What? Yep. So who was around you at the time? Nobody.
2: Nobody. Uh, I just, uh, when I woke up, there were people all around me. I, I wake up in a pool of blood. I had no idea how I got there, the pool of blood from my broken right. nose. And um, the way my jaw was broken, it was the, the upper part of the jaw. It was flapped up, and I'm trying to talk, and my my tongue kept hitting my teeth that were on my palate, and I thought I had a stroke. I stroked out. And so they rushed me into the Mass General. They told me basically everything that had happened to me. They replaced the valve in my heart, and they sent me home a couple weeks later. Um, Then I get a phone call. Uh, We'd like to see you. Um, We just want to go over some of your test results. I go in the hospital, and... The doctor um, sat me down. He said, you, uh, when we sent your um, valve to pathology, we found some problems. We sent it to the Mayo Clinic. And the Mayo Clinic came back with, uh, I had amyloidosis and multiple myeloma. And he says, um, the amyloidosis, if you're uh, symptomatic, you have two years to live um, unless you get a heart transplant. So I looked at him and I smiled and I just said, well, I guess I'll lose some weight then. (laughs) And he looks at me and he says, what did you say? And I said, I I guess I'll lose some weight. And he goes, I just told you that you may have two years to live. I said, you want me to cry? You want me to punch the wall? You want me to jump up and down? I'm still going to have it. I said, let's let's just do what I got to do. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, I've never. I've been doing this for over 25 years, and I've never heard anyone have such a, a outlook as you do. It now, says, did, did you know anything about multiple myeloma at the time? Anybody
0: in your family? Any friends, coworkers? Anything?
2: I, I knew it was, you know that it was a cancer. I knew that it was a, um, a dangerous cancer, and but I didn't know the extent of it. And you know, I, I was um, in the EMT, emergency medical technician, for a number of years, and. I worked with people um, with different cancers and during that time, I, I hate to say it, but I took a lot of people to their, the last ride that they would have in, in an ambulance. And I was able to listen to them and to take in what they would talk about. And I learned so much about life that, you know, even though I have this cancer and even though it's, it's, it's a part of my life, I, I refuse to, I'm living with cancer. I refuse to die from cancer, and I'm going to continue to live the best life I can. Uh, I, I tell everybody who I know, the day that you're born, a war begins between life and death, and death is ultimately going to win. It's going to take every one of us, but your job is to win as many battles as you can during that war, and the way to win a battle is to smile, is to make someone happy, is to make yourself happy, is to enjoy life. And when the day finally comes that the war is over, it's not how long the war was, but how many battles you actually won that made your life worth living.
1: You had mentioned you were you're a fireman, you were an EMT, you were on the other side of it. Now you're in Dana-Farber, you're being treated. Did, did you? I'm curious how your perspective changed about your job, what you did, and now you're the guy who was taking the ride in the ambulance to go to Dana-Farber to get treatment.
2: That's a great question. Dana-Farber, when I was in the ambulance, I looked at as one of the, one of the greatest organizations, one of the greatest hospitals that I, that I went to. Everyone, and I used to joke about it, that where do they hire these people? Because everyone that you walk into in Dana-Farber is a kind caring person it's a genuine person and so i didn't have when i knew that i had to go to dana farber it was like i was going to family and the my nurses the staff that i have they don't, they don't treat just me and my cancer they treat my family they treat my my psyche it 's like the psychology of it all it's a phenomenal hospital and for all they do it's and I, I've done the research, it's the best in the world. And the people who work there, I would make it that. And um, anything that I could do to help this organization. And the other thing that I, you know, I'd really like to say is that I'm using my, you know, I, I, when I got cancer, I, I had that reaction, but I'm using my cancer. I, I, I know what it feels like to die suddenly. And now I know what it's like to have a disease that can kill me, and I'm using this disease that I have to make my life and other people's lives the best possible experience.
0: I mean, it's, it's impressive. Is... It's, it's an unbelievable story. It, it really is. Uh, what what are kind of things do you like to do now? What what thing? How do, what do you do that it makes gets the most enjoyment?
2: Well, I had to retire, mm-hmm. and when I did, I. Um, My wife and I decided that we wanted to, you know, have a a nice place to retire to. So I built the house um, with, you know, the help of a a lot of great craftsmen down in Manomet on the water so I overlooked the ocean.
1: Yeah, when you know firemen you know people who Oh yeah. You got help, number one. And oh, yeah. you know that you've got people who yeah. you know, hey, yeah. I need some help finishing this deck. Here come ten of them. Get <laughs> the yeah, beer out. Exactly. We're good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I did that. I, I'd love to keep up. i love to do charity work. Uh, I, I'd love to be out with people um, and do all that. And the funny thing—it's is, it's not a funny thing—but the cancer that I have, I can almost pinpoint when I got it, and it was back in 19—I believe 97—and it was a fire at Home Depot, and there were 55 of us, 55 firefighters who fought that fire, and an alarming um, percentage wow. of us have come down. Not with the same cancer. What happened was it was in early May. And they were sto- that, and it was a, it was legal at the time. They were storing um, all the pesticides, the uh, fertilizers, the um, insecticides, the um, you know all the, the the chemicals that you use throughout the summer. They were storing it on one tall grate, like you see in Home Depot, to go all the way to the ceiling. And the fire started there. And what happened was, as the fire burned it just melted the containers and they just continued to pour into one thing and we all were just uh, inundated with different types of chemical compounds we all went for our blood tests and the doctors told us that um, after we got the blood test the emergency room doctor came out and said I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, it's going to be a year from now or five years from now, but you're all going possibly, to, very possibly have some really big problems my so we, we, were, we were warned about it
0: prior to but so were you sort of waiting that whole time just like something's gonna be up or were you
2: able to put it out of your mind i put it out of my mind but it never left the back of my sure. head
0: same yeah. for
1: your brother fireman as well
2: yes yeah and um funny you say brother my brother is a firefighter was a firefighter <laughs> really so yeah we got on the same day my father was a firefighter who died from fire injuries, so and my brother and i decided that we wanted to To continue that life.
1: This is an unbelievable story. It It really is. This goes far beyond beating cancer. I mean, this is this is the stuff that movies are made of. It's uh, Bill Orenti. Thank you for sharing your story today. I mean, if this if this doesn't hit home with you, then you don't have a soul. This is great.
2: Well, I just ask all my brother firefighters out there if they can throw twenty-five bucks or whatever you can throw in to do this, and all the people who I know and love. Just throwing a couple bucks because, you know, it really makes a huge difference to
1: everyone. You guys are good at filling the boot.
2: We are. We know that. <laughs> I've done that. You can fill the boot. Oh yeah. And you
1: fill it for the uh, for the folks at Dana right. Farber and the uh, Jimmy Fund. Bill, thank you. Great you're very story. Welcome. Great thank meeting you. you. Thank yeah. you Pleasures very much. Online. Thank you for no, everything you're doing. this is amazing. And again, to donate 877-738-1234. you can text K Cancer to two zero. Two two two, that's a gobstopper right there. I mean, the, his whole mindset
0: is one that we really all should have. Yes, and it's just so so incredible to hear him tell his story. And you're right; like, a, I don't even know if a movie would do it justice. Just how incredible! And if you start, how about the beginning of that? Right. So his, first of all, he's a fireman, so one of the most heroic jobs you can of have. Of course, and he gets cancer essentially from beating this fire. Right. He goes out there, he and all those other uh, brothers, as you said. Yep. Then it's sort of a matter of time. But then he dies. He d- dies. But because of the way he fell, he kind of kickstarts his heart again. You mean, when you hear the phrase drop dead. He did. He dropped he literally did. dead yep.
1: to live. Yep. That's, I, you never
3: hear that.
0: And then, I mean, again, he just has the best philosophy on Amazing. life now. And he's, he's living it, you know, one day at a time. And he's got a smile on his face.
3: Oh. <sighs>